0: Welcome to Eternal Leadership, a show dedicated to equipping and inspiring leaders to accomplish what God has created in them. I'm Steve Ryder, and for the next number of weeks, we're going to be playing audio from the recent Strategic Philanthropy Global Summit that my partner, John Ramstead helped lead. Today's speaker is author T. Harv Eker. Now, if you're not familiar with T. Harv's books, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, Speed, Wealth, and more... His message at the summit was one of the most talked about ones that, that were aired. So that's why we're going to lead off with this one.
1: Hey, everyone. Tom Matson here. Welcome to day one, our final speaker. And I am so excited. You know, most of the speakers we have at the summit are people that I've met for the first time in some of our pre-interviews uh, as we put together the Strategic Philanthropy Global Summit. The next speaker you're about to hear is someone that I've known for over 10 years and actually had a very profound impact on my life. I have five seminars that I tell every person in the world they should take. Two of them were created by the genius of this mind. Um, He uses the principles he teaches. Uh, T Harv Eker went from zero to multimillionaire in two and a half years. He's the author of many best-selling books, including secrets of the millionaire mind, and Speed Wealth. He's developed several highly acclaimed courses, The Millionaire Mind Intensive, Guerrilla Business School, World's Greatest Marketing Seminar, Life Directions, Wizard Training, Enlightened Warrior Training, the two that I think uh, everyone should attend if they get a chance. Um, Comes from humble roots, A son of European immigrants, came to North America with only $30 to their name. Money was scarce throughout his childhood. And at 13, uh, Ecker began his work career, 13. As a teen, he delivered newspapers, scooped ice cream, sold novelties at fairs, and suntan lotions. At a variety of jobs, started more than a dozen different businesses. After years of frustration, Hecker finally hit the jackpot. He opened one of the first retail fitness stores in the world and grew the business to 10 stores in only two and a half years, and sold the company to a Fortune 500 corporation and became a millionaire. Two years later, the money was gone. And it was at that point that Ecker began developing his concept of the money set point. He realized that his inner money thermostat was set for a specific amount of financial success and that everyone else has a financial set point too. So using these principles and practices in his book now called, his, his book about this called The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, Ecker reset his own money thermostat, not only to create success, but to keep it and grow it and became a multi 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 multi-millionaire during his years of struggle ecker vowed that should he ever get rich again he would help others do the same he's kept that promise with his seminars and has helped over 1.5 million people move towards financial wealth and freedom and i'm super excited because he's going to share the secrets of exactly what you can do to create that first million dollar or multi-million dollar business Uh, Real excited to see you again, Harv, and glad you could make time from your travels around the globe. I know as we're recording this, you're back from the islands of Hawaii, so you must be suffering a bit of withdrawal, I'm thinking.
2: I can't believe I'm not in Hawaii anymore. <laughs> <Because I'm laughs> that, as we landed touchdown in San Diego, I'm not in Hawaii anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's a pretty nice place when San Diego is a dis- disappointing place to show yeah, up. <laughs> no, it's not disappointing. I mean, yeah. I'm very fortunate. It's good or good, right? Great yeah. or great, I should say.
3: Great or great.
2: Very, Absolutely. very blessed.
3: But you can't get much better than San Diego, Harv. I, I used to be a Navy fighter pilot and flew out of Miramar for – for about five years, and we lived down in Pacific Beach right off a half block from the water. So that is good living out there.
2: No, you can't get much better unless you're talking about Maui, and that's pretty nice too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, like I said, good or good, very, very fortunate. And you know what? The old story, you know, you make the place. The place doesn't make you.
1: Love it. Love it. Why don't you start off for, for uh, our, our viewers, Harvin? and just tell us a little bit about your journey and what's brought you to this latest chapter in your life, because you're one of the fortunate people that have done what you wanted to do, have accomplished what you wanted to do, and yet are still in this give back mode, and I love that.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I don't actually call it give back mode. I, I don't know, I, I don't, I'm just gonna state it right from the very beginning. People say, well, giving back, giving back. I never, I never frame it like that. Um, I just do what I do, and I've always done what I do, and I keep doing what I'm doing, so. Um, but I don't frame it as giving back, because I don't think I took anything in the first place. You know what I mean? Nice. Uh, i uh i i i 'll start at the beginning and we'll probably follow along with that what that means, but yeah, like you said earlier in the introduction, my parents came with basically nothing um, for me in the household, I learned that money meant survival money didn 't mean uh, you know, fancy cars, fancy jewelry, beautiful homes. It just means survival. If you have money, you live. If you don't have money, you die. It's very, very simple. And so when I was young, um, everyone would ask me, hey, hard, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would say, I want to be a millionaire. I didn't know what it was, you know, but uh, I just knew I had to be that. And so I left uh, college at the end of first year because I wasn't rich yet, and I didn't know where I was heading. <laughs> so um, I went and, and then I spent the next literally 10 years and the next decade uh, totally frustrated um, I was positive that I would be highly successful very quickly like I'm sure a lot of people coming out of school are and even people who leave school and um, it didn't happen I went through at literally uh, 14 different jobs and 12 different businesses in those 10 years mm-hmm. and was broke most of the time I You know, it's hard for people to believe that uh, the way I was uh, based on now, but then, but, you know, I can't tell you how many nights I spent choosing between $5 of gas in my car or having dinner that night. And I had to choose the gas most of the time. So, you know, it's, it's not like I was ever on the streets. It's not like I was ever bankrupt, but I was probably as close as you can get without doing that. And it was, it was um, not just a financial burden, but it was, it was uh, uh, a burden on my spirit. It was a burden on my, my, my beingness. And what I mean by that is, just put it blank, was, I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I, was, uh, I was disappointed in myself. I was disappointed in life. Uh, there were a few times where I was, um, you know, I was thinking bad thoughts. And I couldn't believe this was happening to me. Uh, and yet, I was doing everything that I was told to do I was reading all the books I was listening to all the quote-unquote tapes remember there was tapes yeah Um, I was I was I was going to the seminars and nothing was working for me and finally uh, I was um, you know by uh, by spirit uh, serendipity I was living in my parents uh, basement apartment and uh, met up with um, walked through the halls and I met up with one of my father's friends who was there playing cards, a very wealthy man. My father wasn't, but he was. And he said, Oh, he passing the house. He says, Oh, Harv, I haven't seen you for so many years. Your father tells me you're a bum. <laughs> 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 I wasn't laughing though. I was, no, all I could think about was I'm not. <laughs> and he said, um, he's, and he said something to me that changed my life. And he said, Harv, if, if you're not doing as well as you'd like to be doing, all that means is there's something you don't know. Uh, being a brass shine man at the time i thought i knew what everything but i guess there was some things i didn't know and he says what do you want to do i said i just want to be rich i just want to be successful he says how do you want to do it i said i want to be a business person i want to own a business he says so let me ask you this he says uh if you want to if you want to be rich and you want to do it through business have you studied rich business people and <clears throat> During that time, I mean, that was a foreign thought to me. I mean, study rich business people, who would do that? Like, where do you even find out about that? I wasn't doing anything anyways. And so I spent the next literally half a year, virtually every day just studying uh, rich, successful business people, reading bios, reading books, and, and looking for principles. And I came up with these seven principles. And I went back to him to show it to him. And he kicked me out of his office. He wouldn't talk to me. He said, I said, I've got these principles I came up with. He says, what are you showing me for? Put them to the test in the real world. I'm not going to give you any money. Go. So literally, uh, I left and, uh, I, I, um, started with a $2,000 credit card loan, <clears throat> excuse me, and opened uh, one of the first retail fitness stores in the world and put these principles to the test. And two and a half years later, I was a millionaire. And so I knew the principles worked. Um, The only problem was, is that, uh, as you said earlier, I lost that money pretty quickly and went back down to the same amount that I'd always had about a couple of thousand dollars in savings uh, over and above zero. Mm. And uh, I realized something very, very dramatic. And that was that I, I had always thought if I got, and this is very important for, for all audiences, especially your audience, I made, I made a mistake, I have, I have a, a webinar that I teach now where I teach the biggest mistakes that I made and then what I do now that's so radically different, but this was a big one, I wanna make sure everybody gets it. I made a big mistake and I thought it was correct, like you know, you don't you don't think you're making a mistake when you make a mistake, right, it's just what you're doing, but I, I really believe that if I got in the right business at the right time, I would be rich. If I got into a business that other people were getting rich at, I would have to be rich too and that was absolutely incorrect. And, and so-
3: So do you think it had to be about perfect timing, the right idea, the perfect timing, the right door, and you had to go in through it at the right time?
2: Timing was absolutely essential. Uh, and I was actually, I, I prided myself on that skill, that ability, in fact, uh, interestingly enough, the very first course I ever taught was called How to Find Today's Hottest New Businesses and Get Rich. Do uh, <laughs> you believe that? So literally, I thought it was all about the vehicle. And uh, what I learned was that now when I look at it, there, there's three things involved. And I think it's important everybody gets this, it's like a little triangle. So up here uh, is, the, is the right vehicle, right vehicle at the right time. It's very important. You gotta, if you're going to win an Indianapolis 500, you've got to have a good car, Okay, simple as that. Okay? But on the other side of that is the right knowledge. And the right knowledge is divided into two pieces. One is generalized business knowledge and the other is specific business knowledge. So generalized knowledge means what knowledge do you need to have for all businesses? It doesn't matter what the business is, you know, whether marketing, finance, how to handle personnel, those type of things, right? Negotiations, they run through every business, but then there's business specific knowledge is what knowledge you have to have for that specific business that is unique to that business. And then was the most important part that I had no clue about and why I lost all my money. And that was the right you, the Mm -hmm. right you, the right mindset, the right attitude, the right beliefs, the right habits and the right character, character, who are you? And now that I know better, I would say of those three things they are all critically important, but if you're not the right you, everything else doesn't matter. If your mind is not right, it doesn't matter because, you know, people ask all the time, like, why is, you know, you talk about the mind all the time. That's kind of foo-foo. It's, a, you know, give me strategies. It's, I mean, it's fine, you need to have those strategies. But that's like saying that, you know, in a computer, when there's a glitch in the computer, that the problem's always going to be in the plastic, you know, or the metal of the computer. It's hardly ever in there. It's always in the what? In the software. Right. so when we see a result in the real world we go to you know the issues and all that but no what started that so the formula as as we all know is your thoughts lead to your feelings which lead to your actions which lead to your results so your results come from where your thoughts right so <clears throat> so people get that but the question then is where do your thoughts come from why do you think the thoughts you think and other people think different thoughts completely and the answer is you learn to think those thoughts you were programmed to think the way you think and that thinking is causing you to create certain actions and certain results
3: you know Harv, i'm i'm just thinking about myself you know there's so much out there seminars webinars books audiobooks tapes and you were studying all that in this period that you were extremely frustrated um, and it wasn't leading to some of the excellence you needed in this triangle but then you started focusing on actually studying real people that have had the results that you wanted. What was the difference there, and what do you think the lessons learned are for the people listening in with what you're sharing?
2: Well, you know, again, definitely the inner game, for sure. Their yeah. their mindset was different than mine. Their, their characteristics, you know, Tom talked about a couple of programs that I created, Warrior and Wizard, um, like Warrior Training, and I thought that I was of strong character um, mm-hmm. and I wasn't, you know, <laughs> and how did I know that by my results? So you can know everything you need to know about yourself simply by looking at your results. I mean, it's, it's pretty hard. I always say to people, do you want to know how good you are at your business in general? And, and, and if you take a look at everything, how good you are? I say, look at your paycheck. That'll tell you everything you need to know. Look at how much money you earn. Okay, that'll tell you how good you are. Well, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. No, no more blah, blah, blah. So no more excuses, no more reason. That's your scorecard. Either you win or you lose, okay? Or you're somewhere in the middle, but that that's your scorecard. And so for sure, the character of, of who you are, that's one thing I found that is radically different. Again, that I really thought that early on, that I thought that rich people were kind of like bad in some way, shape or form. They were snooty. They were greedy. They took advantage of people, you know, they were a different, a different group, you know, not friendly. I just, you know, it's just my, I didn't know any really rich people, but, so I didn't know. But as I started studying them and, and interviewing them and being with them, whatever, I completely changed my mind to where, believe it or not, and a lot, some people are not going to like this, but that's your issue, not mine. <laughs> um, I think rich people are the nicest people I've ever met. The more successful they are, the nicer they are. And now I know why, because you it's very hard to become rich and stay rich being a jerk. Mm. You can't be a jerk and stay rich for very long. Yeah, you can make a bunch of money, but first of all, that's not rich, okay? Maybe financially, mm. it's, but it's not in life. But secondly, everyone has to understand this. The, the only way to, money is a result. Wealth is a result. It's a result of what? It's a result of, of, of helping people, you know, and in, in giving them your value and then paying you for it, accumulating that, that becomes wealth. So, so, you know, you, the most important thing is that people want to do business with you. They do business with you and they give you their money, right? And so let me ask you, would, who listening would want to do business with a jerk? You don't want to unless you have to, right? And so when on that day, we have, we have a lot of options today of who to do business with in every way, shape, or form. And so today, if a person uh, is not nice and, 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 and they're not uh, helpful, you go somewhere else. And the most important thing for someone doing business with someone else is the T word. And that word is trust. Mm. Trust. People have to trust you. And they have to want to do business with you. And you cannot create trust and have people want to do business with you if you're a jerk. Right. And so what I found is naturally the people that were the most successful were the nicest people that I knew. Right. And I think that's a big shift for a lot of people.
3: You know, that is a big shift. But, you know, let's let's think about the folks out there that are listening to what you just said and says, you know what? I think I'm a nice person. People like me. People trust me. But you just talked about that right you and, and reprogramming those thoughts. So... What is that next step? What is that right you that they need to be moving toward if they have maybe even a good foundation to start with?
2: That's a good question because, you know, I have a book called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And this is about the psychology of money and wealth primarily. But we, uh, as I said earlier, we're taught to think the way we think. So how are we taught? Verbal programming, what did we hear when we were young? Um, Modeling, what did we see when you were young? And specific incidents, what did you experience when you were young? And all these things are, are, are come inside you like you're an empty glass and then all of a sudden all this information comes inside you and that's the content of who you are now. And then bottom line, you can only think what's in the glass, you can only drink what's in the glass, that's the content of you. So most people have very, very non-supportive beliefs and ways of thinking when it comes to money and wealth and success. And those are the things that we, that we deal with. But. For example, as I said earlier, one of, those, one of the things we talked about just a second ago is that I used to have, a lot of people have the belief that rich people are bad in some way, shape, or form, especially today. We're getting that message from really high up in, in, the, in the world, okay, that somehow rich people are bad. They're the cause of all the problems. Um, and so let me just put it this way. It's not whether it's right or wrong or true or false, because there's no such thing as that. But what is, what is, what is accurate is whether it's helpful or not to your, to your intention and your goal. Okay. So is it supportive? So I just put this very bluntly for people. If you believe in any way, shape or form that rich people are bad, then and you, and you want to be a good person. Then guess what? You can never be rich. You're gonna it's, be over. Broke. Yeah. it's over. You have no chance, zero chance. How could you try to be something you think is bad if you want to be a good person? It's impossible.
3: Yeah. That TFA you talked about before will sabotage success in that area every single time, won't it?
2: Every single time. Another big one is that a lot of people believe that, um, you know, it's the either or deal. And I used to think that too, you know, either I'm, I'm very nice uh, and I'm spiritual and I'm balanced, uh, or I'm or right. I'm rich. It's one or the other. Right. Um, And I found out that that's not true at all, that you can have, you can have both. You can, what I like to say is that you can be, and what we teach is you can be kind, generous, loving, spiritual, balanced, and really freaking rich, okay? And in fact, those things are good things to lead up. They go beautifully together. Because of those things is why you create wealth. Because again, wealth is a result. It's a result of being successful enough in any arena as to create wealth in that arena. So first you've got to be successful. Money doesn't just pour on you because of you got to be successful. What does that mean? It means doing well with what you're doing.
3: What would be your definition of success, Harv?
2: Well, the definition of success is reaching an intended goal. That is the definition of success. So everyone has a different intention and a different goal. So theirs is going to be different. But, you know, bottom line is if you don't have a, an intention or a goal, you can't be successful. Okay? And you and if you don't reach that intention or goal, you can't be successful. Though There's only two parts to it. The goal or intention and the reaching it. Then you're successful. That's all it is. For me, um, my definitions of success changed as I grew. And I'm not saying they're better or worse, but certainly early on, success for me was strictly financial. You know, it was like if I get rich, if I become financially free, if I don't have to worry about money anymore, I'm successful. And as we, you know, proceed through life, the definitions, you know, can change and, and be attitudes. So I, I certainly from a financial success standpoint, believe in that. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know, everyone who's listening. And again, you don't have to agree with me. And you don't, you just do what you do for yourself and anything, any nuggets you can glean, that's great. But I think rich is really good. I really, really love being rich. (laughs) I love meeting people who are rich. I love helping people get rich. I think rich is a really good idea. And the reason I believe it's a good idea is because there's so many great things about it. And to me, there's nothing negative. You know, first of all, for yourself, you can live a fantastic lifestyle for yourself and your family and people all around you. Number two is contributions, like why get rich? Contribution. Because I believe this, if you have the wherewithal to become very successful and, and rich, if you have the wherewithal to have a lot of money, then it is your duty, your dharma to help other people uh, get, get a leg up too. Mm-hmm. And so it's very hard to help people when you're broke yourself and in survival mode. I mean, people don't realize a lot of people have good hearts, but they're in survival mode how much attention can you give to others when you're just trying to survive yourself yeah
3: you're trying to decide between gas and groceries
2: exactly and so i i I can tell you right now when i was in that struggle i wasn't thinking about helping a bunch of other people that was a problem (laughs) i was i was just like can i just like have a decent meal tomorrow and so literally um that's a critical thing and then the the third reason to get rich is for who, who you have to become in character, in virtue, in mindset and habit, in order to become big enough, successful enough in any arenas to create wealth in that arena. You have to be a bigger, better, stronger person to be successful than unsuccessful. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. You can't be adult and be successful. You gotta grow yourself and be a, a highest echelon person you can possibly be. I'm not saying you have to put a lot of pressure on yourself, you have to be perfect. Absolutely yeah. not. But you've got to want to grow yourself. And remember, one of the key things we teach is that if you're not growing, you're dying. Hmm. I said, yeah, if you're not growing, you're automatically dying. I didn't make that up. That's strict biology. All right? That's physics. Anything that's living organism, that's not, if a plant is not growing, it's dying. It's the same with us. So we've always got to be growing. Yeah, and one he, of my
3: first mentors said, when you're green, you're growing, and when you're
2: ripe, you're rotting. There you go, perfect. And so I think I think rich is really good. And then and the last reason of many is that I think if you're doing well financially, you don't you. There's a lot less stress. You don't have as many fears. You don't have to worry about everything. And you know, can I do this? Am I do? I just think it's. It's suffocative not not having the the finances to do what you want. And it's not just about financial wealth. You know, again, you have to grow yourself to be. People say to me all the time, Harv, how do I be successful? How do I be successful? I say, if you want to be successful, you need to be a success. You need to be the success because you are the root. You are the root of everything. And that's the biggest lesson that I learned, that I was the root, not the vehicle, not just the knowledge. It starts with me. I'm the root and everything else flourishes from there. And if I'm not right, I guarantee my business won't be right.
3: Well, now let's, let's think to, you know, the folks listening, uh, Harv, because you said some really important things. So somebody who's maybe looking at that scorecard, they're not happy with it. Um, They're willing to put in the work on themselves, but they're, maybe they're struggling with, where their passions are, what that goal should even be that's going to move them towards success. So when you're working with people that are entrepreneurs, they're building the business, it's flatlined, or they want to get into business, what is maybe a process that you could walk people through to really set on that goal that's just going to just energize everything that's going to take? Because change takes a lot of intentionality. What you're talking about is changing inside before you can manifest results externally. Is that correct?
2: Absolutely. You know, your inner, your inner world creates your outer world. So first of all, obviously looking at examining your own thoughts and beliefs and you say, well, how do I do that? Well, all you, you're listening to your thoughts all day long, right? That's what you're doing. And so you need to just judge and determine whether things are supportive or not supportive. Yeah. Where you're going. And most people, the words you use to yourself, to other people, I mean, when you say things to like, Oh, heart, you're such a jerk. You know, why I never say that to myself. I mean yeah. I used to I was broke, but I never there's no reason to talk to yourself. You shouldn't talk to yourself in any way, shape, or form any any worse than you would talk to a really good friend that you respected or anybody else you respected. And if you talk to yourself like that, it means you don't respect yourself. And if mm. you don't respect yourself, how do you supposed to, supposed to get rich to yourself? Okay, you're not gonna give good things to yourself, you're gonna give bad things to yourself. So you have to have self-respect and so speak to yourself internally your internal chatter and your and the way you talk to yourself is going to be like that and and you've got to observe your thing the most important thing a person can ever start to do is monitor their own thoughts is observe your thinking that voice in your head is not the voice of god it's your conditioned voice that has an automatic uh, um, <clears throat> uh, uh on switch and doesn't ever turn off the only thing you can do is listen to it and determine whether it's supportive or not. I want to give everybody four words that'll change your life. You ready? are. I,
3: I got my pen out.
2: There. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Who do you say those to? You say that to your inner voice when it's not supporting you. 90% of every thought you have will come from a base of fear in some way, shape, or form. There's all forms of fear, overpower, all kinds of stuff. Okay. But if you look at it and it's non-supportive, a lot of the things that come through our mind are very, very non-supportive to our, our health, our wealth, our success, our happiness. Your mind is, is a survival mechanism, everybody. Its job is not to make you happy. Its, its job is, is to keep you alive, survival. So its job is protection. And that's why it's always looking for what's wrong or what could go wrong in any situation. What if this happens? Oh my God. Oh my goodness! What if this doesn't work? I don't know if I should do it. I'm not sure if I could do it. Blah, 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 blah. Those are not, those are all based in fear. Whenever you have a, a thought that is not supportive to your success and your happiness, and there's going to be a lot of them, you say the four magic words to yourself, which are thank you for sharing. Oh mm-hmm. boy. I hope everybody really likes this interview. Well that would be about approval and I don't need that right now. So all right, that's a nice thought, but thank you for sharing. Let's move on to another thought. You have the right to control your thinking. In fact, it is your only true right. <laughs> it's the only thing you truly can control for your happiness and success is your own thoughts. A lot of them are gonna go, Jesus, I can't control my thoughts. My thoughts are all over the place. You know, I don't even know, I can't. How am I supposed to control that? You start. You start by observing each thought as it comes and determining whether it is supportive to your happiness and success, or non-supportive. And you know what? It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. It's very easy. Things that are supportive are helpful. Things that are not supportive are not helpful, and they're usually not nice. When you have a non-supportive thought, you need to cancel that thought out very quickly. You can say cancel, I say thank you for sharing, to my mind, and I come back to the present moment, or I put my mind on something much more powerful or much more helpful to myself. And people go, well, Harvey, that's just positive thinking. Okay, well, it doesn't really matter what you call it. I call it power thinking. I would rather think in a powerful way than an unpowerful way. And power is the ability to do. The definition of power is the ability to do or mm-hmm. have. Okay? So I would rather have power thinking than disempowered thinking. Disempowered thinking is I'm always on the break. And power thinking is I'm on the accelerator. Now, when you're going for what you want in your life, my friends, do you want to be on the accelerator or on the brake? And here's what most people do a little accelerator, a lot of brake. Well, accelerator, brake, right? And you wonder why there's friction in your life? You wonder why it feels hard? You wonder why you're confused? You wonder why you're feeling odd? Because you're driving with your foot on the accelerator and the brake at the same time. That's what it feels like. So what do you do? Take your foot off the brake. It's there when you need it, okay? Allow yourself to be on the accelerator. What does that mean? Focus your attention on positive thoughts, empowering thoughts, okay? Not disempowering thoughts. And the faster you can cancel a disempowering thought, the better off you are. Why? Because a little, little dream will turn into a... Uh, uh, some type of a tributary and 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 get bigger and bigger until it's a lake and now it's an ocean. You can't even stop it. They take on a life of its own. You've known that, right? And so, bottom line, exactly. the, person, the most important thing a person can do is monitor and observe their own thought processes and only allow the thoughts that are worthwhile and and empowering to. To be entertained. You cannot stop a negative thought from coming in. You can determine how much energy, time, and attention you give to it, though. You can't stop a cloud from going on top of you. But right. you can, you can de- you de- can determine where you're, if you're gonna watch that cloud and run underneath it and keep following it, or you're gonna look for some blue sky over there and then put your attention on that. That you have the right to do. One is is not helpful.
3: Yeah, and you're talking about reprogramming your thoughts so you get those different feeling, actions, and results. And I loved what you said before is, you know, where do those thoughts come from, right? Because with a computer, it's garbage in, garbage out. So as you're working with people or you've seen people go through this process and they're trying to create this awareness of what is supporting them and what is, you know, detracting from where they want to go, what are some areas that either people struggle with or ways that you found that people – uh, you know, to move into this, this awareness, uh, better.
2: Well, I mean, first comes the in, in, intention for everything. So I think, I think the biggest issue for a lot of people in the audience we're talking to right now is clarity yeah. or, or yeah. lack thereof. Yeah. I mean, I I think know that's
3: true. I think There's a lot of lack of
2: clarity Yeah, I, uh, for me. That was the biggest problem. I wrote a uh, program called life directions based on my own experience, horrendous experience. I might add <laughs> of what it was like living when I wasn't clear. I mean, every, every week I wanted something else, every month I wanted something else. I would try something, I didn't like it, I, you know, I, I didn't know what I wanted anymore. People say, oh, you know, you, you live in your passion, and I go, what passion? I don't know what I'm passionate about. Well, you live your purpose, what purpose? Oh, how am I supposed to know? I don't know. And so I developed that program in order to, you know, because I started using what worked for me, finally, after literally years and years of struggle with it and I'm now able to help a lot of other people with it but I think the biggest thing that people need to recognize is that you're going it's not necessarily at every purpose like you know if you want meaning if you want meaning in your life you're going to need to serve a purpose you're need you're going to need to have a purpose and that's what gives you meaning and it gives you fulfillment what is everybody listen closely what does fulfillment mean say oh I want more fulfillment in my life what fulfill what Fill, yeah. fill, 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 what? Fulfill your mission. Fulfill your purpose here on Earth. Well, that's a bunch of hogwash, hokey stuff. I don't believe in that. Okay, fine. You don't have to believe in it from a spiritual standpoint. But you know what's interesting and scientifically? Everything on Earth has a purpose. Every creature, everything has a reason for being. And now, but you're the only one that doesn't, right? you got to take a look at that. So I say, play the what if game. What if, what if I did have a purpose? What if there was a real, and it may be a big, big, it might just be you're here to serve people. You're here to make people happy. You're you're here to, to, you know, share your knowledge, whatever it is, right? But in some way, shape, or form, it's going to be, it's going to come from a place of, of how, how can you help people, which we'll talk about in a minute. So first of all, it's trying to connect to a purpose. And it's not going to fall down from the sky. Oh, oh this is your purpose. Boom. Oh, okay. Well, doesn't usually, I haven't met too many people that that happens to.
3: No, me either. It yeah. was, for me, it was, it was a two-year, very introspective, intentional process. But it
2: came from something.
3: It came from a lot of work reading. It came from hiring a coach and working with a coach. It came with a lot of prayer time. It came with a lot of looking at, you know, what do I want to be known for? Uh, where are my passions?
2: What happened when you had this brush, right?
3: It happened when I had this accident. And this yeah. accident totally reset me because I, you know what? It, at first, Harv, it was like this incredible burden. I've would given i been given this second chance at life. And now I realize I've been kept alive after an accident that should have taken my life. And this burden actually turned into a gift and a blessing. But that that was a process. And then I started thinking about, um, what can my life accomplish? What what can my life, you know, if it had been my funeral four years ago, what would they have said about me? And I actually know what they would have said, versus what do I want them to say about me? I get a chance to rewrite this entire new part of my life. And for me, that was the, the hope and the passion uh, that started me just thinking in a completely different direction and opened up totally new vistas and allowed me to start dreaming in ways that were so much bigger than anything I'd ever done before. Because like you said, it was always the fears holding me back from really, it was like the self-imposed ceiling that I had. And now I realize that 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 ceiling didn't even exist. And I can look past that. It was like that was removed. And for me, that's what I'm hoping people get also through the summit, this conversation with you is all these limits, these ceilings, these boundaries that we that we imagine in our life, they're actually, they're false, completely false.
2: Well, the reason that they're false is that everything is false.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> like, let me put it this way, okay? It's all perspective. It, it, life is an illusion. You've heard that a million times. Life is an illusion. What does that mean, life is an illusion? It means, it means nothing exists until you see it. That nothing exists until you get there because then it exists for you, right? And so literally, what we do is we say, okay, um, this is good. That's bad. Okay. So, or th- this is, this is big. That's small. Yeah. But really? Well, ask somebody else. They go, no, that's not very big. That's, that's actually small and that's not too small. So everyone has a different perspective on anything. So what I say is that everything is neutral until you get there and paint it into some type of color and, and yeah, no. other than that. So when you say you have limitations, that's just ways of thinking that are not supportive to your, to your success and your health and your wealth and everything else. And if you can delete a lot of those ways of thinking simply by being conscious of them and hearing them and saying, I'm not going to entertain that thought. I'm going to move on to the present moment, or I'm going to think of something else. I, I like having an anchor a trigger, something that, yeah. that I can go to all the time. And I always think about my son or my daughter and you know, those bring back good thoughts or, or my wife. And I, and, and, you know, I just, I just, and replace it you're allowed thoughts are real forces okay you have the ability to delete or install any thought at any time into your mind those thoughts that you install will de- create a cause and an effect now you say well that's just again again a bunch of hokey stuff but as i said earlier you know we 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 talk about about the the uh, glitch in the computer, and it's usually yeah. not going to be in the plastic. It's going to be in the software, right? The software, right there. So that, that it's critical that people start to really start to notice how they're thinking, and that they can start working with those thought patterns, and and, and you have much more empowering ones that will be helpful. The second thing is, you're you found your purpose. So people have found their find their purpose in a lot of different ways. But the, one of the biggest ones I found and it was, I have over a million and a half students and we've been able to really follow them and see what's going on with them all over the world. So it's a, a question of trying on different coats everyone. Hmm. So I, I call it the you know it's 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 like when you go to a store and you, you want to put a you want to get a coat, right? You just you look at a coat. The first thing you do is how do you choose your coat? Well you look at a whole bunch of coats and you go, I like that color or I like that style. Let me then what's the next thing you do? You try it on, right? right. Say, oh, this is too heavy. I don't want it. Or this is this one's too hard to to do up. I don't want it. And too many buttons. Or, or this one's it feels too snug in the chest. You know, I'm. I i So you try a few on, and finally you find one that feels. Hey, this one feels really good. I'm going to buy it. It's the same when it comes to your purpose. You don't really know for sure, and then you start putting things out there you talk to people. You talk to friends. You talk to non-friends. You you talk to clients. You you start putting things out there. You you start assisting people in a certain way. And certain ways seem to resonate with you and with them. And you start feeling like, wow, this is, I'm pretty good at this naturally. People want to hear what I have to say about this naturally. Or people like, I'm good at, you know, with my hands and and natural and purpose always comes naturally. Okay. Or it comes spiritually and that's what you had. So uh, very often your purpose comes from overcoming a challenge that you have had yourself in your life. For me, I don't know why I spent over a decade completely broke destitute when I was, you know, when I was in, school everyone thought I'd be hey you know probably most common to succeed or whatever one of those guys I mean yeah one, you know uh, and it didn't happen and I was completely broke and I was miserable and I was embarrassed and it was it was a horrendous time for me and I had so many different businesses that didn't work what what happened from that though is I got to find out why it didn't work and of course that's why I teach now I teach exactly that. This is what I did when I was broke. And this is how I felt when I was broke. And these are my strategies I do now that I created wealth and have maintained my wealth. And they're radically different. Would you like to hear what they are? <laughs> and that's all I can serve people with because if I didn't know, if I wasn't able to analyze what I was doing when I was broke and, and trying so hard and not, not working versus when it does work, I wouldn't have anything to talk about. So a lot of times the problems you, you have, uh, have or had are what is a part of your purpose that you, you can overcome all or partially, you don't have to be perfect partially. Then you can help some other people overcome the same thing. My dad, my dad was highly, highly, highly critical. Mm. There was not A thing I could do that would please him. Nothing I could do. He wouldn't get his ire and go, you're you're stupid. What's the matter with you? That's all you can do. So what? you did that, who cares? And you, know, you could have done this. Nothing was good enough. And so I thought, oh, you know, that's why this critical voice was so heavy. But in the end, I teach people now about empowerment. And I teach people now about that because I had to overcome that myself in order to get to where I was going. And so you had your accident. And it gave you a new lease on life. And you have a different perspective now. And everyone listening, you've had problems. You've had issues. I don't know if it's a a weight problem or a Or, uh, or someone beating you down, or feeling stupid, or being bullied, or feeling like you were entitled, you know, or seeking
3: approval. I think that's a big one that holds people back. Absolutely, I think that's the biggest difference in the shift before and after my accident. Yeah, what I was doing before was I wanted to be, you know, the big man on campus with what boards I was on and how I was known in my company and what our revenue was and. And so these were all these external things. I was looking at being given my identity, my joy, my happiness from the approval of others outside me. And I think for me, that's one of the biggest things that's unlocked uh, what's been happening in my life just the last year and a half. I'd love your, your thoughts on that.
2: The approval thing? Yeah. Well, you know, that's poison. (laughs) It's pretty simple, okay? Um, I agree. It's enlightened warrior training. There's only three key characteristics accountability, integrity, and self approval. Self approval means, yeah, you want approval, but you want approval from yourself. The worst thing you could ever imagine is needing approval from other people because A, you're not going to get it, and B, if you get it, it's going to be short lived, and you can't run your life based on it. And in fact, if everybody approves of you, you're probably not doing very well. <laughs> you're probably really bland, vanilla, and the world's full of chocolate, you know, strawberry, uh, pink, orange, lemonade, and everything else. And so, you know, I don't want to try and please everybody. I just, I just want to do what I do, and certain people will resonate with me. And that's what I, the message I think we're both giving to, to, to younger people starting out there is that you need to be you. Yeah. Find yourself in and, and who you are. You don't have to be perfect, but just. Just find out uh, uh, your style. Your style is fine. You know, always be courteous and kind to people in the best way that you can, but your style is your style. And the more of a style you've got, mm-hmm. the more out there you are, the better. What I say to people is that, in um, everybody's, you should write this down if you have the ability to write right now, if you're not driving. Write this down in big letters. Normal is boring. I'll say it again. Normal is boring, and people don't want to be bored okay and so that 's why guys like Steve Jobs made it because that guy was not not normal, okay, and people go, well, he's not normal well yeah, no kidding, and that's why he's a genius, you know most geniuses aren't normal they don't want to be normal, and so you don't want to be normal, you just want to be you, and you can do extremely well helping a lot of other people and doing well for yourself by having being who you are so Just be more of who you are. Don't try to fit in. Fitting in the whole approval thing. Right. If you listen, everybody, listen very closely. If you fit in to the mainstream, you will get what the mainstream gets, which is minimal.
3: So you're giving permission to people to, to be themselves, not be normal grab on to something that they're passionate about, and then start doing something about it.
2: Absolutely. People say uh, in the first break, and I'll do a two-day course in the during the first break after the first two hours, because I'm very passionate about what I do, because I was so broke. I was so broke for so long, and then I ended up losing my money after. And so I know what doesn't work, and I know what now what does work, you know, for me and million, a million and a half other people. And so when I'm talking to people, I am like freaking adamant about it. It's like, you can do this if you want, but it ain't going to work, okay? And this is what you can try instead. If it works for you, you go ahead. So people at the end of the first break, you always come at me about, and it might be 5,000 people in the room or 7,000. There'll always be two or three people coming up, Are, I don't like the way you yell. I don't like the way you talk. I don't like, I don't like this. I don't like that. And you know what I, I, used, I say to them? Well, thank you for coming, thank you for sharing. I I hope that you'll go for the message instead of the messenger, but if you can't, there's a door right over there, see it? You have a free life, go ahead, use the door anytime you want to, I won't be hurt. All right, let's go back. I'm not going to change because two or three people don't like the way I, I speak. Listen, if everybody leaves, that's their thing, but they don't, because certain people will resonate with me. Certain people will resonate with you and your style. Right, yeah. and they don't want a flimsy blah blah, blah, blah blah. They want that style. All right, that's what they resonate there. You fit their piece of the puzzle in learning that situation, and that's what you have to be. Everybody, you've got to be you. Do it your way, learning of course, but do it your style, your way, and people will. Certain people will resonate with you. And don't try to try. Don't try to uh, please everybody else because then you're going to be a a a, uh, a small fish in a big pond and you're never going to be successful. You've got to be a big fish in a little pond. Mm-hmm.
3: So people have been listening to everything you've been sharing so far Harv and they're, and they're, they're getting excited. They love your style. They love your message. What are some things that they can do after they're done listening to this uh, next for themselves? What would you, what advice would you have?
2: Well, okay. It, it, two things. First of all, you can do a little bit more learning. And if you want to do some learning with me, we, we can uh, facilitate that. But I want to uh, teach everybody listening as, and I'm going to call it a favor. Okay. Because I want you to be thinking in the same way I'm thinking. Okay. You just model it. If it works for you, do it. If it doesn't work, throw it out. Okay. I want to teach your audience, our audience today. I want to teach people how to make a lot of money. Is that all right? It's good with me. Okay. good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the more you
3: make the more you can give the more options you have and
2: I want to teach you how to make a lot of money and I think you're gonna be very pleased at the end because there's a there's a trick to it and the trick goes in, in perfect alignment with what you teach all right so people ask me all the time "Harv, Harv, how do I make a lot of money how to make a lot of money I say the first thing is you don't make money the only people who actually make money work at the mint the rest of us have to actually earn money. So a better question would be what, how do I earn a lot of money? Okay, good. Well, before you earn a lot of money, you have to earn what? Some money. (laughs) And before you earn some money, you you have to earn what? One money. Okay. So let's start at the beginning, right? So the first thing is that most people don't realize it, but you know, so where do you get all your money from everyone? Where do you get it from? People say, oh, from God, from the spirit, from the, you know, from the universe, from my job, from my work, from my business. No. No. You don't get money from any of those things. There's only one source of money in the entire world. Would you like to know what it is? If you can't, if you don't understand this, how can you have a lot of money? And the answer is you get all of your money from other people. Mm. The only element in the universe that uses money is human beings. No cows, no dogs, no skies, no trees, no gods, no nothing. Just human beings, other people have money and that's the only thing that transacts money. So all the money you get has to come from other people. Good, now we got that straight, right? Great, now here's a question. Why would anybody give you their hard earned money? Why would you keep somebody else your, your money? And the answer to that is, they're gonna give you their money if you can solve a big or little problem for them the reason people give you money is to help them solve a problem that's what they pay for could be a big one could be a little one okay now if you have that understanding now you start to know where to put your attention on when people say to me all the time they come to one of my courses and they'll go hard you know i want to make a lot of money i want to make a lot it's all about money i go you know what money is a result." If you focus on money, you're never going to have it. You've got to focus on on what creates the money, what creates the money. What will? Why do people give you money to solve a problem? The definition of an entrepreneur or a person in a job or a person even in, in business is a person who solves problems for people at a profit or for pay. I'll say it again. A person who solves problems for people at a profit or for pay. So what are you? You are a problem solver. What is your job? Your, your job is to solve problems for people. Good. So now you know what you do and now you know how to, how to, how to make money. So what you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to become good at solving one problem for one person, just one, one problem. So the question now becomes, how can I best help people? that's what the question you want to ask is not, how do I make a lot of money? Money's a result. How can I help people? And then how can I best help people? Now, by the way, this starts to lead to passion and purpose. They start to all come together with this simple but powerful question. How can I help people? Wow, what a concept coming from that source because that source will not only give you fulfillment and meaning and purpose and passion, it will create money. Yeah. people are buying, right? Right. So now, you've got a way of helping Build your way of helping, whether you want to help people in technology-wise or understanding-wise or coaching-wise or lose weight or teach them this or, or um, develop a software to make things easier or <clears throat> whatever. You're just there to help people, okay? Yeah. All right. So now what are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to go out and you're going to develop this, whatever, create this, whatever uh, uh, solution you have and you're going to help one person. And when you help that one person, they're going to give you one money, all right? So now, you've helped one person with your, with your way you've helped them, your, your solution, and you've got one money. So now you know how to make money. You just, you solve one problem for one person, you make money, that's it. Okay, now you wanna make more money, good. So what do you do? You're gonna solve the same problem. This is where people get all screwed up, and this is how I help people stay focused. The same, not different problem, the same problem Okay, you now you're going to help another person with the same with the same solution. Okay, so you've got a, a solution to a problem, and now you've helped one. Now you're going to help another person, and another, and another, and another with the same one. Don't start going wide right now. Just say with one thing that you do really well. And now you've helped ten people. Now you have ten units of money.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now you're going to start helping more and more people. And you're going to find that as you proceed on the more people you help, the more money you're earning, right? So all you have to do is focus on helping a lot of people. You're going to have a problem. You're going to have an issue. And what's the issue? This is what, This is why people come to, you know, to learn in my zero and millionaire program. The issue is that at some point in time, you're going to spread yourself too thin and you will not be able to help everybody. Hmm. You can't help them yourself. So what's going to have to happen? You're going to have to replace yourself. And when you replace yourself, you're going to have to do that with other people or with technology or with other systems that solve the problem in, without you being there. This is critical. If you want to make money, you can be there. If you want to make a lot of money, you can't be there anymore. Ah, oh, my God, I can't be there anymore. Right. Because you're the cog in the wheel. You're the clog in the wheel now. Right. Take, the easiest way is to take a massage therapist. Right. She's got. She helps one person. You know, they, she can heal backs beautifully. She's fantastic, and that's great. And what happens if there's a hundred people standing outside her door? Shh, oh my god, I might as well shoot myself because I can't do it. Right? Because you've got to be able to solve the problem without you being there. That's called systemization. You've got to create a system that solves a problem without you. Okay, mm-hmm. and that problem to be done. From systemization, you can now duplicate, and now by duplication you can go from earning one money and two money, to 10 money, to a thousand money, to a million monies. And that's how you earn a lot of money. And that's how you earn a lot of money and help a lot of people. Put your focus on helping solve a problem for a lot of people and you will earn a lot of money. It is very simple.
3: That is a great message. Uh, and I took notes on everything that you said, because it just, um, you know, it's, it's such a simple message. It seems so straightforward. But you know what? I, I don't think a lot of us um, have actually thought of it that way before. I can, speaking for myself and been in business for a long time, um, it's just so clear. And, you know, as we wrap up, uh, what are some great, maybe some final thoughts or ways people can uh, just connect to you, Harv, and keep the conversation going from what they've heard?
2: Well, um, if well, again, if you don't like my style, hopefully you like my message. But listen, I I spent a lot of years uh, being broke. I spent a lot of years struggling. Um, now, of course, I teach. Uh, but that's again what I talked to you earlier about. You know, from my problem came solutions, and those solutions what I teach. And I have a webinar called Zero to Multimillionaire, and literally. Um, this webinar came as a result of people constantly asking me, what was the difference now that you're very successful, you became very successful and have maintained that success and wealth versus when you were broke? And, you know, everybody's, everybody's got different personalities and stuff like that. And, you know, I have some weaknesses and some parts of my personality, I'm sure. But one thing that I, I'm supposedly pretty good at is um, I'm fairly, believe it or not, analytical. and I very, very um, tightly scrutinized, what were the things that I thought and I did, strategically, in business especially, okay? before business and in business, when I was broke and I thought I was doing the right thing, but the result was bad versus when I created wealth and I've been able to keep it. And I notice there's six six very, very specific things that I was absolutely certain this was the way to do it. But I was broke. And and I call broke meaning, you know, just not doing well. Right. And I was sure of it. And, and those are six things that I do radically different now Hmm. work. And so the zero to multimillionaire webinar will teach you those exact six elements uh, huge mistakes that I made that I thought were the right way to go. And as I mentioned earlier, I have over a million and a half students worldwide and I can tell you one of my uh, heart sores yeah. is when I walk into a room and I start to, to listen to people I hear almost all of them have all six of the mistakes that I made mm. going on in- in- invariably. All six of them, if some of them are really lucky, they only have four of the six. But then when they hear what the, the answers to those and, and what they're doing is not working and why it's not working, and there's another way to do it, and they flip out. They, they can't believe they hadn't heard this before. And so I would just um, highly recommend that if if you want to do well in business especially, and you want to do well in your life, and you're looking f- to be able to do well in And help a lot of other people at the same time. That you might want to um, you might want to listen to this webinar: Zero to Multimillionaire, uh, the Ultimate Business Success Formula. And um, it's I guess people say it's quite profound for them. So I would invite people to do that. There's there's a a place they can register. It's harveckeronline.com forward slash class. harveckeronline.com forward slash Class, and the, um, I'm not sure what else is up there because I don't handle all that stuff, all the techno stuff. Um, how well, was, uh, and,
3: and, well, everybody out there, too, in the email that we sent you about Harv's episode and also the, the daily summary that you got, uh, the link for Harv's webinar is going to be in there. So just click on it, register. I am definitely going to be taking that webinar because I love learning and I love your style, Harv, by the way. So uh, thank you very much for making that available for everybody.
2: Yeah, it's my honor. It's my honor. And again, this is what you this is what everyone listening, you're gonna to wanna to do. You're gonna want that's why, you know, we talk about about giving back. Remember we talked about giving back? Yeah. Hey, I don't think about it as giving back. There's nothing I'm giving back. I I was very, very blessed to learn some principles. They work in the real world. I just teach what works in the real world, what works for me and seems to work for thousands and hundreds of thousands of other people now. And so I never, I never think about giving back cause I never started with taking anything in the first place. Yeah. I come from solving the problems. I can help people solve. That's all I do. That's what I started doing. That's what I do. And it's what I'll continue to do. I don't come from making a lot of money, although I make tons of money. It's unbelievable. Okay. I never think about it when I'm in a seminar, literally, um, they talk about numbers and how many sales were, and how many people bought this, and I go, um, I'm not interested in that right now, okay? Talk to my accountant, but I talk about, I think about one thing. How can I help people out there? Mm. What do I do to serve them. And then, I, of course, I structure the business in a way that it's going to run as a profitable and good business, as a successful business, if you don't do that, you might as well just be a nurse, okay? So, but remember, the definition of an entrepreneur, a person in business, person in a job is a person who solves problems for people at a profit or for pay. The profit or for pay is the structural part. That will teach you also. But the most important thing is you need to just come from helping people. That's all. That'll get rid of all your confusion. Well, how should I do it? Just the best way you can. Just start. Just start talking to people. You know, when somebody says, oh, I've got this issue. Hey, try to help them. If you can start to, to get a little bit of a role, a role. Everyone starts to talk to you about a certain thing you can help people with. And all of a sudden, that's just your thing. Okay? Don't be, well, making a lot of money. Put your attention on helping people. The result is a lot of money. Hello. Well,
3: I love what you shared. You know, it starts with that self-talk, becoming that right you. And I also, uh, you know, one of the notes here that I circled is for people that are confused and lacking clarity, find that one thing that you do well that solves a problem for one other person. And that's where you start. So thank you so much, uh, Harv, for your time today. It was fantastic. And tomorrow on the summit is all about momentum. And it's, it's the entire goal of the day is to help you break through your fears and get everything you've dreamed of. And Harv, you talked a lot about fears, and that was 90% of where the self-talk comes from. So tomorrow, we're going to really be driving deep into how to address those in your life and how to create that personal momentum. So once again, thank you so much, Harv. I look forward to continuing this conversation and also to getting to meet you in person here one of these days soon.
0: If you'd like to learn more about T. Harv Eker, his books, etc., just go to eternalleadership.com slash 112. That's eternalleadership.com slash 112. If you like this show, could you help us out if you like this show, could you give us a little help? Could you rate and review us on iTunes? Or could you share this show with someone who'd like it? Both of those would help us continue to grow this community and really just help us and really just help us get the word out. Thanks. For John Ramstead, I'm Steve Ryder, and thank you for listening
2: to Eternal Leadership.